Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. We've got some great partners with the Creative Brew. First of all, Panels, Comics, and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue. They've got some of the hottest graphic novels and comics out right now. They also have a wide assortment of merchandise, toys, as well as back issue vintage comic uh, comic books and that I'm sure has some hidden gems in there. If you mention the Creative Brew, you'll get 10% off of your next purchase. You, you can also check them out on social media at Panels Coffee or go to panelscoffee.com. My next partner is Elevate Coffee Trading, and if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order. And you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading. Or you can visit online at ElevateCoffeeTrading.com. And let's start extracting hope together. Another partner of mine is AstroPad. And if you're a digital creator like me and you constantly use your iPad Pro, you can actually use AstroPad to change your graphics tablet into another professional graphics tablet. Um, so you can use Photoshop, full versions of Adobe, Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, all your favorite programs right on your iPad Pro or graphics tablet. Um, this has been an awesome tool for me because I'm always having to do um, some fine tuning, editing, repainting, um, recoloring on, on various um, design projects or working on logos. AstroPad is a huge asset for me. Um, for teachers and, and uh, students and educators, they actually have a great deal going on right now. This is an annual subscription, so it's a, script, um, it's a, a subscription app, uh, but it's been a huge tool for me, and uh, I, I don't know what I would do without AstroPad. So you can check them out at AstroPad app or go to AstroPad.com. And my last sponsor is the CoboPod. CoboPod is a boutique video and audio production studio in, based in Oceanside, California. And if you're a podcaster, vlogger, content creator, uh, you honestly, you should really come by and check out the venue for yourself. Uh, anytime that I bring in a guest, they're amazed by the setup, amazed by the quality, the production value. Um, like I said, I, I think the Creative Brew just went up a notch. I actually went up uh, incredible levels uh, partnering up with CoboPod and I've been able to um, uh, create, you know, 4K uh, video um you know, everything looks great. Um, even the photographer that we have on staff, uh, you know, I'm, I use a lot of their photography for uh, for, for branded um, assets for the Creative Brew, um, as well as uh, the audio for my uh, podcast and my radio show. So um, if you want to feel like booking your session and maybe you're thinking about, you know, starting a podcast or maybe, heck, you want to just sit in one day, you know, I'm doing a, um, a podcast or a, I'm doing a show. Hey, come by, check it out. Um, see the venue, see the setup, check out everybody. It's a great vibe here. Um, but let's book your session today at cobblepod.org. And um, another sponsor is Baba Coffee that is here in, uh, Oce um, I'm sorry, here in Carlsbad, California. Um, 
great vibes, good coffee. Um, I, I love the I love the setup over there. They uh, they actually offer uh, wine, coffee, dessert, food. Uh, I am I love the avocado toast over there. Check it out. Uh, that's one that I would recommend. And um, right now they're actually every Sunday they and it's actually going on right now is they have a uh, live music and uh, food trucks I believe so they'll have a, a chef there uh, as well as live music so come by uh, go by Baba uh, Coffee and uh, they're there for a few hours so they they usually have some different entertainment every every Sunday so come, uh, go by there check it out uh, so I want to give a special shout out to my to my new sponsor for the show Baba Coffee. And welcome to a new episode of Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. Uh, today we have a a legend in the in the wrestling uh, arena, um, U.S. Olympian. Uh, there's probably so many accolades I could probably put on there. You know, three-time All-American, U.S. Uh, Olympian. Um, you know, uh, what a Pan Am champ. Uh, was uh, was a Fargo champ. I know we had all the accolades on there. Um, but uh, like I said, he's been running running his uh, Ken Churchill uh, summer camps for years now. So uh, a lot of people in the in the, in the wrestling community, uh, I'm sure, knows him. And you know what? Some of them, some of you may not know him. Um, so now we get a chance to sort of uh, talk a little bit about his story, talk about everything that he's got going on, uh, talking uh, wrestling, growth, uh, life, and nutrition, and uh, everything in between. So uh, without further ado, I'll let. Uh, Ken Chertel, uh take it away, share his story, and uh, we'll, we'll go on with the episode. Hey, Quantel, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you introducing me to your audience and promoting our sport and getting some people thinking creatively and brewing up some good thoughts. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, tell, tell a little bit about your story. Oh, wow. Just my story. I don't know. I'm from West Virginia. Not too many guys get out of West Virginia and make it to, to Penn State, let alone the Olympics. So, I was able to work very hard independently, uh, had a couple great training partners in high school who committed to the sport along with me. Real proud of that upbringing. You know, I trained with two guys from age 12 through teenage years, and they won state titles the weight above and below me, Sam St. Clair and Bob Taylor. So, you know, it, cherishing those high school memories and winning the state championships with them is something special. And I was able to get out of West Virginia, go to Penn State and you know, be part of building something special there. It was very exciting times. Uh, my coach, John Fritz, was so inspirational in my development. And he was the NCAA champ Penn State. And my senior high school, he had two NCAA champions, Carl DeStephanis and Scott Lynch. I saw them win. And I was like, I want to go to Penn State. And, um, you know, I was just really excited to be part of that and grow the program. And it's amazing what they're achieving now, uh, the foundation over the years. And the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, um, we started that. The Nittany Lion Wrestling Club started while I was a student at Penn State. Uh, I was the first Olympian from the Penn State Wrestling, from the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. And uh, there's only been three other ones since. I'm very proud to be part of the group with Kerry McCoy, uh, Frank Molinaro, and now David Taylor. So uh, although Penn State College Wrestling is ex so ex excellent, it's very hard to get to the Olympics. And we four are the four Nittany Lion Wrestling Club representatives on the U.S. Olympic team. Oh, that's great. That's great. So... Uh, so even now, like I said, you, you obviously, uh, you, you've been able to, um, succeed at, at some of the highest levels. Um, how did you even, I mean, and like I said, I know for years I've seen, you know, the Ken Churchill camps, um, you know, when, when did you actually start that? Like where, as far as, and I know everybody, especially now, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, promoting and marketing their, 
their uh, counseling clinics, but um, how did it start like from the beginning and then obviously to what are, where it is now? Well, I like to think I'm a little bit of a pioneer, but I'd be t- pulling your leg if I didn't tell you I learned a lot from Doug Blueball, Russ Hellickson, John Fritz. I went to their camps. Uh, so when I started wrestling, got serious about wrestling in seventh grade, I, I went away to camp. I, I went to Doug Blueball Olympic Champions Camp. I mean, it's called Top of the World Camp. It's in Indiana, kind of about eight hours west of West Virginia. And it was one of the few camps back in the day, but there weren't as many camps then, not as I and so many others have started to add camps. There's a lot of camp opportunities. I still strive to be the best, Quantel. And Doug taught me a lot about running camps and teaching wrestling and life. It was really awesome. Then I connected with Russ Helks, another Olympic medalist. And uh, I, I, later on, I got to coach with Russ Helks at Ohio State for three years. That was awesome in and of itself. But going to his camps was super. It was, it was just really educational, inspirational. And then uh, towards the end of my high school career, I went to John Fritz's Keystone Camp. That's what it was called. And um, I, I just, those guys were my camp mentors. Meanwhile, um, when I was 15 and my brother was 10, him and his friends were wrestling. I was teaching them. So I ran youth wrestling starting at age 15. I ran their kids club. My high school coach pretty much turned over the keys to me and let me run with that. So I've been coaching kids for a long time. And then when I got to college, I immediately started doing clinics and running day camps and just running all over. It was a lot of fun. So I worked as a counselor at camps, but I also had my own business during college running day camps and then as soon as I was a senior in college the NCAA rules were the opposite then as they are now here here we got this new surge with all this crazy stuff but anyways back in the day they're really strict and you couldn't even put your name on an overnight camp uh until you graduated so my senior year of college I got it all lined up made plans as soon as I finished my NCAA eligibility I promoted it and attracted over 100 100 children to my overnight camp the very first year doing it and I've been, been growing ever since. And I grew camp for over 20 years uh, all over the country. Now, my camp in Pennsylvania is just as big as ever and going strong. And that's my main foundation. But as you know, I run around the country doing clinics. And that's a lot of fun, too. But uh, definitely my main base is near Penn State. I rent this huge convention center and uh, with an attached courtyard by Marriott Hotel. And uh, we wrestle, eat, sleep there. We live wrestling. It's a, We're engrossed in the culture of excellence in our sport for two weeks it's just a, a super experience. Amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, talking about wrestling, and I, I know there's been um, a, a lot of upswing right now, even with uh, the growth of uh, women's wrestling and and, um, and just other, other things, you know, really trying to promote and market um, the sport. I mean, where do you see from, a, I guess, from a marketing aspect? Where, I mean, where do you see um, the, the sport now? Do you feel like there's still room to still other outlets where it can grow or what, you know, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. We all have to grow our sport. We have to, you know, you're, you're working hard. I'm working hard, but thousands of people need to work hard together just to keep promoting our sport, inviting people to matches, inviting the news to cover our sport. So many coaches are just X's and O's. I mean, they want to coach rest. They want to teach it. The administration's a hassle. And then on top of that, reaching out to the local media, that's a pain in the butt, but we have to do it. We, individual high school coaches, parents, boosters, youth coaches. It, it's just, it's gotta be a, a worldwide growth. So we can, we can work hard globally, but ultimately it's gotta be done locally and just keep building. Everybody's got to chip in and keep getting after it and keep reaching out for media coverage and attention for our great sports, the best kept secret in the world. And we here in the United States have just got to keep embracing and promoting. You talk about women's wrestling. That's exciting. We need to pile on. I've been coaching girls camps for over 20 years. Um, you know, it's kind of been a quiet, quiet secret, but now 
right? It's so exciting. It's booming. It's great. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see the growth of my women's camp. It's kind of been stuck around 30, 40 girls over the years. Mm-hmm. And then more recently, it's growing along with the growth of our sport. Very exciting times. And I'm very proud to be, you know, promoting girls wrestling. My daughter is 25 and I got her wrestling when she was five, six years old. So I've been coaching girls for over 20 years. And, you know, my daughter's moved on to other paths and stuff. She didn't, you know, she didn't pursue wrestling as her main endeavor. Uh, but I've certainly been around it for a long time. And I love teaching girls. And they're a lot of fun. Helen Marulis came to my camp, not once, but three times. And she stood out in the crowd. And, you know, she was the, you know, t- tough girl of time. But she was wrestling the boys she placed in the state last year she came to my camp she was a place winner in the high school state tournament and just you know obviously her career has just been amazing and she's certainly a pioneer and a legend in our sport and just so fun to see her excellence and continued achievement despite her challenges with concussions and stuff she's still killing it yeah 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 she is yeah definitely one of the top uh women's wrestlers uh in the country and the world uh right now and uh and the, the women's team they, they have a really really good team um right <laughs> yeah. now um yeah so it's, it's gonna be interesting how you know how that world team lines up and uh, as well as the men men's team men's team is stacked too um you know it's just i, I it's, it's sort of weird you know definitely over the past couple of years I, I really feel like you know u.s wrestling has really jumped jumped the level um now as far as um you know on, on the world stage from a freestyle standpoint um what you know why, why do you think that is i mean i know there's probably development and everything else. What, what do you think that is? Yeah. Well, to the girls, coach Steiner has led the charge and he's surrounded himself with good people and USA wrestling has gotten behind and they've done well. And it's now finally growing into the high schools and that's exciting. The future is very bright. I mean, we're going to catch the Japanese soon, sooner than later. We already are on the brink of that. Um, Because we, we have so many women in our country that do sports and love sports and, you know, we got to get the best athletes trying wrestling sooner. That would be a step in the right direction. Um, but we got the ball rolling there. From a standpoint of the men, I mean, we've always been outstanding. Um, the regional training centers are doing a great job of developing guys. Uh, Bill Zadick is certainly doing a good job of leading and organizing and connecting, you know, with these different RTC coaches, whether it's the Penn State guys, the Ohio State guys, the Arizona State guys, the Iowa guys. I, I think Zadick is bridged the bridge the gap to keep things positively working together. And, and there's other clubs that beyond that too, right? Penn, Nebraska, et cetera, all these different colleges. So that's been bit, been good. I don't know if it's great for college wrestling because it's eliminated the parity in our sport. Those teams I mentioned, along with Michigan and some others, uh, they've kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an unfair advantage in that, but it's helping our Olympic movement. Uh, so that's that's that. I mean, ultimately, we're not going to be we're not going to separate ourselves from the world in olympic style wrestling and unless we were just freestyle all the time i mean we're wrestling folk style and i think it's great i think our system's fine uh and our it's taking our guys to peak until their mid-20s rather than you know 2021 when they're focused on folk style mm-hmm. so those guys like you know jb and dake and david taylor they're all maturing later and having their best wrestling at age 24 to 28 rather than you know in their young 20s like some of the europeans and and you know russians yeah yeah yeah, that's uh, yeah, it, 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 I think that's been a sort of a uh, hotly discussed topic is uh, if you know what what collegiate collegiate wrestling maybe you know using some freestyle concepts and rules. Um, you know, it's a, uh, and I've always been sort of a you know folk style fan, and you know just competing in that U.S. Open, 
um, I actually sort of like freestyle. I mean, it was it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I think you, once you once you start knowing the concepts and you know, definitely a different pace. Uh, but yeah, you start to like it a little bit more the more you keep working in it. Well, Quantel, getting off bottom at your age is a pain in the butt. So yeah. there, therefore, you love freestyle. I don't know if you're 35 or 40 or what you are, but uh, yeah. So um, congratulations on placing in the veterans world in the veterans nationals. That's awesome. I hope you take it to the world level, man. Get after it. That's pretty fun. So I've been wrestling live with kids for since I retired, you know, from competition a long time ago. I've never busted out at the Masters and Veterans. So <laughs> your success is inspirational to me. And I might have to dust off the, the competitive singlet for next year and get out there in the Nationals. So I love wrestling. I've, I've been competing. You know, I don't really look at it as competition. I'm just practicing with the kids. But I wrestle live all the time. I'm still going strong and healthy and love it. Um, but I just haven't formally got to the national open i gotta get i was in italy this year that was my conflict i i earned this trip to italy with my pure nutrition team the, the same week is the uh, veterans um national open are we calling it veterans or masters well they're, they're calling it they're calling it uh it, it's it's probably the it's the same but they're calling it the masters now you're master you're master all-american not a veteran a veteran yeah. sounds kind of old and it, i associate with military so we're changing yeah. the branding to masters yeah yes i'm, I'm a master i like it um, <laughs> So I think we should market that more too. I think a lot of men in their thirties, forties, et cetera, uh, would do that if it was uh, more promoted, uh, you know, just in general, because I think it's, it's not promoted aggressively. It's just kind of a, it's out there and not, it's just not like an afterthought. So you gotta be really engrossed in wrestling to know that there's that opportunity out there, but I, th I think it's cool. And obviously you had a fun experience with it and you broke out. I guess you dusted off your gut wrench skills and uh, enjoyed it. But I, I love freestyle, you know, to me, wrestling, wrestling. I did, you know, I did a lot of sports in elementary school, Quantel, a lot of the ball sports, different stuff, a little bit of wrestling, not, not a lot, until seventh grade when I just committed to three sports. I just did three in junior high and high school. Those were folk style, freestyle, and Greco. So when I <laughs> fell in love with wrestling, I decided to stop playing the ball sports. And it was an easy decision for me. I was five foot three, you know, barely 100 pounds, right? So I'm going to focus on wrestling. Now, you might have played some football. I don't know what you did, but, uh, you know, I just decided to quit all that other stuff and focus on my wrestling. So I've been a year-round wrestler since I was 12. And, you know, I'm 29 now. So for 17 years, I've been full-time wrestling, right? Yeah. So, but I've yeah, been no, at yeah, it. I, I, I've, yeah, I did, I did track, um, like track and cross-country um, while, while I was doing wrestling. And, and um, yeah, well, definitely, uh, you know, went out for the football team, I think my senior year. But um, I ended up sort of giving that up um, after, you know, sort of focusing more uh, as far as getting ready for college, uh, collegiate wrestling. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always loved, you know, track and other other sports. Uh, I know uh, just away from wrestling, you know, I've always loved basketball, volleyball. Um, I, I, I'm one of those where I, I love doing all kinds of little, little sports and, and stuff like that. So um, I've always been one of those kind of kind of athletes there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, now, you, now you, I, I think you just you, you just brought up a great point because this is what I've been saying, uh, especially from even from the grassroots um, kids level. Going up, um, you see a lot of kids now really focusing on you know they're just just straight wrestling all the time. Um, do you feel like that's good or bad? I mean, by the time they you know they get to a certain level because they've wrestled so many matches, and by the time they get to high school, sometimes you get that. Um, sometimes that where they could possibly burn out and just give up the sport completely 
Um, wh what do you feel about that? Well, there's a lot of different items there. I think number one, you got to keep it fun. As parents and coaches, we have to keep it fun, whether they're eight, 18, or college. You got to enjoy what you do. You got to be creative in the workouts. Don't oh, don't compete too much. Find the balance. I think in elementary school, you're trying different sports. No way should you be only wrestling in elementary school. You should be doing different things. You can practice wrestling nine, 10, 11 months out of the year if you want to, but you got to try some other stuff, be involved in other activities, enjoy it. Practice and development of skills and fitness, calisthenics, agility is more important than competing. Parents push kids to compete too much in elementary school. It's just not necessary. Uh, I mean, it's necessary to compete, but not as much as the hardcores do. You, you want to save that really focus on competition for that 14 to 17 age group. Do that extra more competition at that age. So you really hone your skills and perfect your competition level abilities as you get ready for college. And then in college and beyond, you don't need to compete that much. I mean, the, the guys that are professional fighters, boxing, MMA, you don't do 30, 40 fights a year, um, but we, we make guys, we got parents having kids compete hundred matches a year. So yeah. you got to find the right balance there and keep it fun, keep it interesting. And then every individual is different. I mean, if you want to specialize in junior high and high school, and just wrestle all time, God bless you. But if, if there's no need to do the other sports, if you just want to do that, but if you still enjoy the other sports, you want to mix it up, you can do it. Um, but if you really want to reach your very full potential in wrestling, you know, you at some point you're going to choose to specialize, but it's got to be the wrestler's decision. It should not be the parent's decision or the coach's decision. They really has got to come from the heart because ultimately you could do other sports, especially 12 to 15, you know, towards the end of high school, you got to start thinking about what you're really good at. It, it is okay to play football or soccer in the fall, but really, if you're going to be your, if you're going to be a reach your full potential and earn a college scholarship, you need to be wrestling November through spring and summer. Um, so that leaves a fall sport if you choose to, cross-country soccer, football. But to think you're going to play high school wrestling and baseball and reach your full potential, not that, not real, not practical. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, I just want to ask that question because I know, you know, you have a lot of, you know, a lot of kids and a lot of parents that, you know, they, they push their, you know, honestly, they push their, their student towards, you know, specific sports. And, and sometimes they sort of live vicariously through them. And um, sometimes that can go, you know, to a, a negative degree because then by that time, you know, you know, once that once it starts turning into a job, then that's where you, you know, the, the fun is is gone. And then, you know, they'll a lot of those kids they'll figure out ways of quitting, uh, <laughs> quitting that sport um, yeah. because it's not something they even love anymore. Um, so yeah, I think I definitely think there's a uh, there needs to be a balance. I think there's a lot of little even even from a middle school, high school, and um, you know, even college. I mean, I, and I think what that's what, uh, even with Kelsey Anderson, he's doing a a great job keeping it still keeping it fun and and fresh, um, even with those uh, you know the high level uh, kids in, in college. I mean, with the with the crew that he's got, uh, you know, he's keeping it fun. He's keeping it you know interesting, keeping it cradled. And um, I I think that's what a lot of coaches need to be doing now. Um, he I think he has a lot of different concepts that I enjoy that. Um, really can be applied to any, you know, wrestling room, MMA gym, uh, any kind of sporting, um, you know, uh, any kind of sport is figuring out ways of keeping it, keeping it fun, keeping it interactive, uh, keeping kids engaged. Um, and, and especially in that, from that capacity, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it can, it can be tough. You know, you, you want to, you want to specialize, you want the best for your kid, but, you know, at the same time too, you know, they, they've got to want it. 
you know, you can't <laughs> sit there and, you know, take them to practice every day and, and, you know, trying to push them when, you know, if they don't love it, then it, it's going to show sooner or later. So, um, but uh, yeah, coming back around, I, I sort of noticed, you know, and you, you talked a little bit about uh, pure nutrition uh, and you, I know you've had some, some transformations yourself um, going from, you know, uh, how many pounds did you say you, you lost through pure nutrition? Just the past six months alone, I've lost over 20 pounds. Getting, oh, wow. That's great. Getting, getting ripped. I, I see. <laughs> hey, so, I heard you were cut down for the Nat, for the National Open, so I wanted to make sure I got down under you. You know, I'm ducking yeah. you. Yeah, I, I've embraced nutrition. I, You know, I've had some challenges. I had double hip replacement surgery over a decade ago. And, it, you know, all my life I'm so active. And then I had to really limit myself and be careful uh, in my eating habits. I was able to eat all I wanted for a long time. Uh, but then, you know, your metabolism slows 30s and 40s and between the hips, hips replacement and stuff. And my lifestyle changed a little bit. Um, so I got heavy. So you know, I got fat in my 40s. Uh, but now I'm, I'm, I've really embraced good fitness, good health. And like you mentioned, my, my company is actually called Pure. And I, I partnered with David Taylor. David Taylor is the guy that got me into Pure Nutrition. And it's, a, you know, great products for powerful, both for us old dudes, as well as our teenage and college athletes. And they've worked for David. David's killing it. David is, you know, embraced pure nutrition and he's really transformed his body. Like he's always been the magic man. He's always been a great wrestler. He's been in my camps as a kid growing up a lot. And, you know, he was just obviously stood out in the crowd. He's right. He's magical. Right. Yeah. But when he started putting muscle on his body and really honing in on his nutrition, both his strength and his endurance peaked as he grew from, you know, lightweight into 184 world champion, Olympic champion. So it's pretty cool to be partnered with David. It's exciting, exciting to see his success and uh, it's just great product. So I'm, I'm going strong in my fifties, still wrestling the kids full time and um, keep taking care of myself. So I've got to make sure nobody gets to my hips and twists me like a pretzel. So I'm, I'm very sharp to stay in good shape. That's great. That's great. So have you noticed, I mean, I, and I know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, our, our health and energy can, can really be reflective of, you know, even from a, uh, from a business aspect. Um, have you noticed like with you having more you know, vitality, you know, really focusing on your nutrition and everything. Did you, have you noticed like a difference with your camps and clinics and how much you were really getting out there as opposed to, you know, maybe when you were a little bit heavier and, you know, the energy level wasn't there? Well, I like to think that I was the most nimble fat clinician around. I mean, I was, I was inspired by Gene Mills, one of my mentors and Randy Lewis, who's even bigger than us. And um, I, yeah, I was moving good. I don't know. I, I have energy. I like it. I definitely have more energy and more mental focus when I feel good, when I'm eating clean, when I'm taking good care of myself, when I was eating too much junk food and, and not exercising quite as much, I, maybe I didn't feel quite as good, but when it comes time to go time to camp time, yeah, that's where I live, right? My life's worst coach and wrestling. So I, I was going strong. My belly was just bigger. Now, now my belly's smaller. I move better. I like it. It's, it's more fun, uh, but I would always give my best regardless of weight class. So no matter what weight class I'm in, I'm going to be busting it out of camp and teaching and wrestling and loving it. Um, but I definitely feel better. And you mentioned specifically the vitality. Yeah, uh, certainly I feel better at a lower body fat percentage and with less belly to carry around. Yeah. I mean, if I have a choice between a, a 20 pound bowling ball and a five pound bowling ball, I'm going to take that five pound bowling ball in my belly. So I still got a little one right here, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely shriveled up. I'm getting close to fighting weight. Nice. 
So uh, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, the Can Char uh, Can Char Char, uh the, the summer camps that's going on. Um, that's the, the real, the, the, the big um, camp that you, you usually promote uh, even throughout the year. Um, tell, tell our audience a little bit about that. All right. Well, as you know, you know, so I met you Fuentel through Win Magazine um, with Brian Van Clay and Win, and you know, I I love Win Magazine. It's our, our best national publication, and through that, I advertise my camps, promote our camps, and I, as a graphic designer, you're somewhat familiar with what I do. So I I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share a little bit. Uh, so it's a little different. You put it on paper. It's pretty straightforward. It's June 26th through July 10th. It's at the Blair County Convention Center, just south of Penn State. There's four to 15 day options. Kids fly in from all over the country. We pick up many dozens of kids at the airport. It's an awesome situation. I surround the kids. It's not just me teaching 100 plus kids at one time. We break into groups. I bring in some awesome clinicians. A lot of the guys that grew up coming to my camps, I'm real proud to bring in people that I train. So as you know, we use Zane Rutherford's in those Win Magazine ads. Zane isn't just an occasional camper. He grew up in my kids club, like hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of workouts in my local club. He'd drive an hour each way and then come to summer camps all summer. So I've trained, I'm going to pull this a little closer here. So Zane's trained with me since he was a, a young stud, but then there's others like Mitchell Port, three-time NCL American, two-time finalist. His training partner in my club was AJ Shop. AJ's at Purdue now coaching. Mitchell's at WVU now coaching. Those guys were NCL Americans, not once, twice, but three times in college, very proud of those guys. Matt Coker was an All-American at Pitt. Another guy, all four of those guys grew up in my kids' club. Um, James Jonas he was one of my late bloomers. He was elementary school kids' club, kept plugging away, plugging away, finally placed in the state towards the end of high school. And then he came, blossomed in college and became an NCL American for Penn State. He's a chiropractor now. But just, just off the top of my head, those six guys um, – they're entrenched in my camp. They're there helping kids. Many of them, Coker has children, and, and Yonashanis have children involved, which mm -hmm. is really cool when past, past students bring their kids to my camp. Ty Morgan, he didn't grow up in State College with me. He grew up in Ohio, but uh, Ty brings his daughter to my camp. Ty is, I'm, I'm close with Ty. He's my pure, he got me and David, David and Ty got me involved in pure nutrition. So Ty Morgan was an NCAA qualifier, three-time Ohio State champion, but it's cool to bring back past campers. And another, another past camper comes to mind is Zane Stickle. I, when I was coaching at Ohio State, he was in my kids' club. So he's not much younger than me. And he's like seven years younger than me. And his daughter's coming to camp with him. And he's going to be coaching at camp. And he served in the Navy after graduating from the Naval Academy. So it's just really neat to have past students of mine come to my camp, teaching wrestling, and, and in many cases, bringing their kids now. That's something a little different than in the, in the past years. Um, but I surround our our wrestlers with the very best coaches possible. Now I hire over 30 coaches. So if there's a couple hundred kids there at one time, there's, there's a coach for less than every 10 kids. So like eight, eight to one ratio. It's a really nice setup. We have 12 mats. We sleep, eat and wrestle right there. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the hotel is attached to the convention center. So I've got an amazing situation and um, I just welcome people coming and working with kids. It's pretty cool to see kids grow up coming to my camps annually and blossoming into you know, high school success and ultimately earning college scholarships. That's great. That's great. So, and, and then the, uh, the, the best way for uh, perhaps um, people that's interested in the account, um, uh, go, go to your website. Yeah, it's simple. Just my name, Ken Cherto. Got on the shirt, the Cherto part, kenchirto.com. And, and that's where 
all the camp information is. It's laid out. You just hit summer camps. And there's tons of buttons to read up on the details. And there's a video room to see some videos. And you can get to my nutrition site through that also. There's a tab to hit for nutrition. And you go learn about Pure. There's all sorts of information on my site. Great. Great. So right now, I mean, what what things, you know, obviously you're, uh, you know, you, you're always going, I know we, we talk constantly and uh, you're always going from, you know, place to place, um, sharing your knowledge and wisdom. Um, right now, I mean, what what things are inspiring you right now? What's inspiring me is getting ready for the summer camp we just described. It's a, it's a work in progress, right? To get everybody, to get all those coaches organized, schedule lined up, to make the accommodations, uh, to get all the enrollment and all the parent questions. So it's, it's pretty cool. The repeat campers, that's simple because they know what's going on. They enroll, but every new parent wants to talk to you, wants to learn a little bit, has some basic questions before they ship their kid off. A lot of logistics involved. Uh, my girlfriend, Beth, is very involved. She is our camp administrator, so I'm spoiled. She handles a lot of those logistics, but we're in the trenches together handling that ourselves. We don't have some big office, a bunch of people. It's, it's me and her making sure everything's set up. You see in the background here, a little beach picture. So we are renting a, a small place near the beach and we have an office right here. And we're, so we get a little bit of free time in the sun, um, but we also are working our tail off, getting ready for camp. I have a clinic in a couple of days, about an hour from here in, in Jacksonville. Uh, I'm setting up a clinic tour. We're going to drive from here through, through to Nebraska. It's a you know, diagonal Northwest, go to visit some of her family in Nebraska where her children are. And then we're going to drive east across I-80 and I-70, hit some other clinics en route. And I'm still planning that. I mean, anybody that wants to host a day clinic or two-day clinic can contact me. And I, I want to set up along that path. That's going to be basically from Memorial Day to mid-June, the third week of June. And we make our way to Penn State. So that's the camp starts, the summer camp, the big one, the overnight camp starts Sunday, June 26th at the Blair Convention Center and in the month leading up to that, I'm going to run around the country and do clinics. So that's what's, that's what's on my mind right now. That's what keeps me moving. And I'm looking forward to that. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. How, how much coffee do you need to, to keep yourself going like this? Well, this is the brew. So the coffee can come in handy, but right. I'm, I'm pure. So I, I really don't drink too much coffee. Actually. I like it. I use it sometimes, yeah. but the pure energy drinks are really good for the mental focus. And uh, this morning I'm just running on one though, Quantel. You know, I, I got my workout in about an hour ago and just wrapped up and showered up, get, get prettied up. If I can do that, it's probably impossible for me. Uh, but I, I'm ready to go. You know, hey, if we're promoting our sport, you know, if you, this is my first time on your show and I, I've heard about it, I've seen some of the shows and we got to be brewed up, ready to go and be thinking creatively and positively. And, you know, that's, I'm ready to go. But yeah, I, I drink uh, plenty of pure energy drinks throughout the day. Nice, nice. So right now, I mean, what are some creative tips for our audience? Um, or tip or tips is completely up to you. Um, that that can that you can provide for our audience. Well, I'm not sure exactly who the audience is, but from a wrestling community standpoint, we hit on a lot of good ones. Um, as far as keeping it fun, keeping it interesting, variety in practice, I touched on very briefly. Don't overcompete. I think the fitness is really important. Strength training for me when I when I got to teenage years, I embraced year-round strength training and fitness. So I wasn't naturally gifted. In elementary school, I was okay athlete, but nothing special. When I started strength training consistently, doing my calisthenics, doing my weight training as a teenager, eating clean and healthy. So I've been eating clean and healthy for all these years, but supplementation wasn't prevalent then. Now we're spoiled. We have all these high-level supplements. So learning about that has been something I've taken the time to do. I'm a science major, Penn State. I had nutrition minor. 
I mean, I'm in gross nutrition full time and now things keep evolving, right? And there's so many different options. You got to be tuned in that and, you know, you got to make sure you're making the right decisions there. So from a, from a creative, from a camp standpoint, I really try to be creative and bringing in different people, having a variety, having different personalities, having different people that will connect with you. And as a business owner, whether it's wrestling or anything else, you don't want to have everybody being a cookie cutter. You want to have different people from different walks of life and they bring in their best things. And then you collectively work together to find what's going to work for you. You, you got to have a creative brew. Well, there's no cookie cutter formula that's going to make the best wrestler, right? Does Jordan Burroughs wrestle anything like Kyle Dake? Does Kyle Dake wrestle anything like David Taylor? I mean, they're all different. There's all different ways to be great. And as a wrestling camp coordinator, I'm not going to say, okay, this is the way you have to be. It's not that way at all. Everybody's got different body types, different personalities, different athletic strengths, right? Some guys just straight up aren't going to be great on their feet. Like, well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll pick on AJ Shop, not the greatest athlete in the world. Or I can pick on your new coach, Kyle Rochelle, grew up coming to my camps. He's the coach of your alma mater, UTC. Yeah. I didn't look at Kyle Rochelle growing up and say, wow, that guy's going to be great. But you know what? I taught him a good slide by. He would tell you that too. And he, had, he has lots of other moves too, obviously. But he perfected his style by the end of high school, become a dominant high school wrestler. Very few kids get out of Kentucky and make a big name for themselves. But Kyle got to Division One, got to Wisconsin, became an All-American twice, I think. Not sure, but I think two-time All-American. You might know. Um, but awesome that he had excelled in, at the highest levels because he perfected his style. And him and A.J. Shopper just two good examples of skinny guys that weren't the most powerful or great on their feet. But, man, they, got, they had some moves that worked for them, and they got great on top and great at countering and scrambling. And it's just everybody's going to be different. So um, you got to be creative. you got to figure out what style is going to work for you. Anybody can wrestle. Remember the old poster with my Olympic teammates, Tim Vanny and Bruce Baumgartner? Yeah. Anybody can wrestle. Don't matter if you're a little dude like Timmy or a giant like Bruce Baumgartner. You can find the moves and the style and the tempo that works for you. Um, you know, you asked me a real specific question about creative tips. That gets, gets my wheels churning on that era. I asked Dave Schultz. I said, Dave, I said this to Dave Schultz. I said, Dave, what are you thinking out there when you wrestle? You know, he's so calm and focused. He goes, Cherto, I'm just looking to dictate the tempo, control the tides. And that's about how he talks. He kind of calm demeanor, looking to dictate the tempo and control the tides. So if you wrestlers want some tips out there, those are some tips from the master, David Schultz. And they're really, if you think about it, that's what you got to do. Look at JB. He dictates that tempo. He's body faking. He's keeping guys off balance. He controls that tempo. And then he does not let opponents control ties on him. He clears those ties when they try, keeps that space that he wants. Other guys look to control the ties. Most That's what most guys do, right? They can't just shoot doubles like JB. So they have to control the ties they want. Whether it's a collar tie for an ankle pick like David Taylor or an underhook like Kyle Dake or whatever it's going to be, they control the ties they want. So those are your tips. Dictate the tempo, control the ties. Thank you, Dave Schultz, legend, icon. Yep, friend. great, great, Dave Schultz. Um, hey, yeah, those, those are some great tips. That, that, that'd be, I think you can always apply those to, to anyone um, as far as in any, any, from a business standpoint, entrepreneurial, even from a wrestling standpoint, is dictate your pace. Um, like I said, control the time. I mean, that's, uh, those are things that, you know, concepts, that you can you can definitely apply to to any um, any stage uh, for anyone that's listening to this, um, and then um, 
right now. Um, what are some some potential projects that you're brewing on? Uh, things that's coming up down the way. Obviously, you got the the, the the big camps coming up. But is there any anything else that you you're thinking about working on um, that maybe it's in the works right now? We've kind of touched on the nutrition part. I mean, my pure company has exploded with David Taylor behind it and everything. We we have a great thing going, and people are constantly communicating with me, and I'm working to organize that system with videos and get them educated and working collectively with time organ and getting that ball rolling um from a tv standpoint i'm always looking to grow our sport get more wrestling on television uh the pac-12 i've been involved with them for a decade me and anthony robles partner on that um for the pac-12 television work we want to see them broadcasting more i'd like to get more big 10 opportunities they kind of went with the old iowa television iowa, iowa public television guys and they have a great big 10 keeps growing i love to do more of that. I still do some of that, but I would like to do more of that and see even more, see that growth happen. Get the ACC Sports Network going. Just continue to do that. I want to see girls wrestling grow and help this NCAA push to get more Division One wrestling teams. I mean, my old mater is going to even step up right away before Iowa runs away with the girls program. Yeah. So those are some, some things that excite me and get me fired up. Um, me and my girlfriend, Beth, we've been together a couple of years now. We're starting to new, you know, new, new things because our kids are in their twenties and stuff. We're figuring out where we want to be. So I've been living in Pennsylvania full time for 20 plus years. Now we're bouncing around. We're here. We're living at the beach for now. So I don't think this is the long-term solution or anything, but it's a short-term thing. So personally, Beth and I got to figure out where we're going to land. You know, are we going to land in California and Southern Cal with you? San Diego. Wow. That's pretty good. Um, we're going to go Midwest, Iowa, Nebraska, or back to Pennsylvania, all sorts of options. Um, so we just, right now we're traveling around doing clinics and checking out the country while I teach wrestling. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. You come out here to Southern California. I'll, I'll be sure to uh, dump you in this uh, cold water we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's just, I think that's just part of the cradle journey. I mean, that's just, you know, you, we, I, I think we're always sort of constantly sort of redefining, you know, like what, what it's like to be at a certain age, like what's success, what is stability, you know, what, you know, hey, I may, we, you know, you may end up, you know, staying somewhere, you know, you may end up staying in California, who knows, you know, you just, you just don't know. And I think that's the, the, uh, the exciting part is, is sharing that journey uh, with, with someone that you care about and, and make it work, figure out ways to, to make it work for, to, to fit your, your needs. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then before we sign off, you know, what are some, some words of wisdom that you can, you can share with our audience, maybe someone that, that may listen to this a year from now, or maybe someone sort of catches wind about Ken Chertel and they happen to see this episode. Um, what are some words of wisdom that you can, uh, give to our audience? Well, I think mindset controls everything. You have to have a consistent, positive perspective. Even when things don't go well or you fall short or something doesn't go your way, you have to continue to think positively. You have to believe in yourself. You know, just like, you know, it's Mother's Day. You know, there's a saying about moms have to believe in you before you can believe in yourself. So I had supportive parents believed in me so that I can believe in myself. So no matter what happens, things will go good. Uh, so I, you know, our society is in such a challenge lately with the COVID and all this other crazy stuff and people being down and lazy and we just got to We got to bang through it, stay positively, stay focused, pursue your goals, make the most of every day. Don't be distracted by other outside problems and issues. Just what I said in a nutshell, think positively and believe in yourself. Mindset 
controls your will for success, whether it's wrestling, entrepreneurship, or anything else. The strength comes from your mind. It starts there. That's great. That's great. And then um, how can, you know, how can people reach out to you for um, summer camps, for speaking engagements, for um, t uh, broadcasting uh, opportunities? Um, what's the best way to reach out to you? So anybody can learn about what I do at kenchurcher.com. I'm easy to reach to by email, camps with an S at kenchurcher.com. So camps at kenchurcher.com come straight to me. If you want to write a phone number down, you're welcome to text or call me. My personal phone number, I deal with everything. Me and Beth handle everything directly. My number is 814-883-1193. So anybody who wants to contact me at 814-883-1193, can just reach out, text, set up a call because I don't pick it up. Or real, so much cold calling, right? You got to text first and then let me know what you, what's going on. Be glad to help anybody, um, whether it's wrestling, nutrition, or anything else. I'm available to help and let, you know, easy to reach out to and contact. That's great. That's great. So, uh, hey, uh, first of all, thank you for for jumping on. I said I know you've been uh, a a legend. I'm gonna call you a legend in our in our sport. Uh, and and you know, thank you for the opportunity to sort of share your knowledge, your wisdom, your journey, and um, really, you know, promoting the sport of wrestling. And um, really, um, you know, creating consistency. You know, sometimes what happens is what I tell a lot of a lot of our athletes is, you know, we we get into that sport. Maybe even when wrestling, we get into the sport of wrestling, and then after we get done with it, that's it. And what what you and, and others have been able to do is use that platform for the next stage of your uh, next stage of your life. So using that platform of wrestling to be able to. Uh, generate businesses, generate opportunities, um, generate other things that's going to help you to the next stage of your life. Um, so, like I said, I'm, I'm appreciative for for you coming coming on here. Very grateful, and um, yeah, this is uh, like I said been a been another awesome episode. Yeah, so coming back at you on what you said, wrestling truly does train you for life, and I, I'm a unique niche. I get to build my life around wrestling, but ultimately. My goal is to teach our wrestlers how to succeed in life and use the lessons that wrestling teaches as training for life. Like, like you're doing as a creative designer and a, you know, a podcaster, you know, kudos to you and thank you for having me. And, you know, our connection through the wind magazine and the, the graphic design skills you bring to the table are, are incredible. I'm, I'm grateful that you're able to help that you're able to provide that platform to the wrestling community and far beyond with what you're doing with your graphic design skills and, and energy. So and knowledge. So I, I appreciate that. And you're just a good example right there of, you know, applying the wrestling skills to life in a broader spectrum. I'm fortunate. I get to just coach some wrestling and do some TV wrestling, right? But uh, you got to actually apply those real world skills. So congratulations. And, and thanks for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It's fun. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, um, and then if anyone is interested in, uh, obviously this, this show will be releasing here in the next week or so. Um, this will be available on our podcast platforms, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, and then it'll be on radio on um, heliumradio.com uh, based out of Florida. So it will be on uh, internet radio. Um, you can check on the, when you go to heliumradio.com, look up the life improvement uh, segment and this will be available uh, on Tuesday at 11 uh, actually at 2 p.m. Eastern time um, so that and like I said when that when this show releases uh, but yeah it's on heliumradio.com and uh, the creator brew is on there every every Tuesday um, and then also too this video will be available on my YouTube page 
full video um, on my YouTube page at Quantel Langford. Um, so if anyone wants to search for that, this ep ep the video will be up on there and then segments will be um, between LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it'll be shared out everywhere. Um, but uh, other than that, hey, thank you, um, Ken, for, for being on the show. And um, once again, be creative, stay inspired. Thanks, everybody.